Gentlemen, this is Manuel James Delgado. You're listening to The Manny Show here on Shea Radio 101,7. This is, uh, next hour will be in English. For all of those that understand English, there is actually a large crowd out here on the Faroe Islands, guys. That, you know, did you know that don't understand Faroese but need to hear the gospel? Isn't that cool? Yeah. There are a lot of people from all other places here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was at this um, uh, this like seminar about Faro, uh, foreigners working on the Faroe Islands, and they had this statistic that one foreigner moves to the Faroe Islands every week. Oh wow! <laughs> that's kind of a lot for this little country. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So if if that continues at that pace, they say that like I think it was by 2050, 50% of the population could be all foreigners. Or with a foreign background. Boom. Whoa. Intense. So who's in the studio with me? The Pace Team. Yeah. Vanessa, Lina, Ian, and Daniel. Daniel. Very nice. And we are starting a new theme. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What's this theme? And what are we going to be talking about today, Vanessa? <coughs> so uh, this new theme is all about transforming faith and uh, especially today we are going to talk about how to turn doubts into faith or how to transform doubt into faith yeah (laughs) 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 and uh, we are looking at the story of thomas of doubting thomas Mm. he's also known as that um and yeah Let's see what we can learn from it, I guess. Yeah, very cool. And how can people get a hold of us if they want to respond or send a song request, a prayer request? Anybody? Um, they can write, write uh, text messages on um, 577777. Nice. Yeah. Song request, prayer request. We want to hear from you people. So let us know what you think about what we're talking about. Let us know if we could pray for anything. And uh, and if you are abroad listening to us live, you can just uh, send us a friendly message. I think all of us have shared that we're going live right now. So that's if you're not listening to this as a podcast. But I mean, even if you are, you can still get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duh. Of course. <laughs> Very cool. All right. We will play a song. When we come back, we'll jump into the subject of the week. Yay. Very cool. I'm going to play my song first. I hope that's okay, guys. I guess. <laughs> we just have to accept that. I know. But it's a, it's a new one by Phil Wickham. It's a Sunday is coming. Oh. A great light dawns in Galilee. Some say madman, some say king. Wonder-working rebel priest Jesus Christ the Nazarene He knew well what it would take 
Free us all from sin and grave A perfect man would have to die And only he could pay that price Friday's good cause Sunday's coming Don't lose hope cause Sunday's coming Devil, you're dumb, you better start running Friday's good cause Sunday's coming So we let those soldiers take him in As his friend betrayed him with a kiss Before the mocking crowd Like a lamb to the slaughter Didn't make a sound Did he carry that cross to Calvary And he shed his blood to set us free As the nails waiting in the sky Heaven sings to Him alone. 
We watch and wait Like a bride for a groom Oh church arise He's coming soon Alright, that was Phil Wickham's new song Sunday is coming Hey guys and girls, how y'all doing? I'm good yeah. First time yeah. I saw Phil Wickman, I saw there was Phil Wickman. Phil Wickman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know. No, but I think you don't say Phil Wickman. Because it feel, it sounds like Wickman. Yes. A week. Yeah. As in, oh, wow. <laughs> so don't say I that don't to Sana. She loves Phil Wickham. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I have no idea how it's the right way, but it must be Phil Wickham. He's, he's uh, an amazing writer. My mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. His lyrics are just explosive. Yeah. All right, so if you're just joining us, this is The Manny Show here on Shea Radio. You got us for the next hour until 4.30. And we're going through a new subject for the next few weeks called Transforming Faith. And Vanessa's in charge of today, and she's got a passage and some questions for us. Take it away, Vanessa. Yeah, um, so we're going to um, read the passage um, where Jesus appears to Thomas Um <laughs> and uh, what you have to know before, um, like before all that happens, what's what we're gonna read about? Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus already appeared to the disi- uh, like appeared to the disciples, and then this is happening. So, Lena, if you want to read it, of course. Okay, so it is now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, "We have seen the Lord." But he said to them, unless I see the nails marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Mm. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Come on. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the Bible passage, it's in John 20, um, 24 until 31. No, we only read read until 29. Hmm. And um, so the first question is, um, why do you think Thomas had to see like the material evidence like he had to touch the wounds of jesus to believe that it was really him why do you believe why do you think he wanted to see that i think because he's a human and humans are like this or like sometimes we yeah. just need to see we just need proof yeah to believe but i mean the other disciples they they also mm-hmm. doubted when mary and uh, the two the two women that were at the at the tomb and, and then act, and even talked to Jesus, saw the tomb was empty and then saw Jesus and ran and they're like, no, this can't be true. You know, like, mm. so they also doubted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when Jesus appeared to them, Thomas wasn't there. Yeah. And like, I think that someone, I mean, there's a purpose behind the story that is, that is written. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. someone has, I think it's someone planned that someone, someone is doubting so that people afterwards to doubt can learn from this mm. or can like see like okay it's not the world is still going on even though I'm doubting 
Jesus is like still there for me, you know. And this is like encouraging in doubting times. If you see mm. like Thomas doubted, he was one of the disciples, so even he doubted. And so if I doubt, like it's just normal and it can happen. Yeah. I saw a video of uh, like a daughter of a guy. Like after one year, she was in a like living in another country, and then she came as a surprise. And then the father just didn't recognize. Like looked at her and like was doing something else. <laughs> and then like I saw that this is because sometimes we just see think that something is so impossible that our brain don't even process that thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that's so true. Because I really think it's weird. Like. Because I think Jesus, if he recognized Jesus afterwards, probably Jesus had the similar or the same face or something. Mm. And how was Thomas looking at his face, face and like still not believing it was him? Like, yeah, this is weird for me. I, I so, sometimes I do that just for fun when I haven't seen somebody in the while, and I'm like, oh, it's really you, and I squeeze their cheeks or pinch <laughs> <hate> them. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. But I mean, yeah, I get it. Like. And, and I just like the way uh, John, I think, was the last gospel written. And he wrote it with such a theme through it all. And so like you're saying, it was very purposeful that he addressed this encounter for those that takes maybe a little bit more for them to to believe. Yeah. 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 Um, continuing... Um, I mean, we just uh, talked about that Thomas didn't believe their mm. disciples when Jesus, um, when they told him that they had seen Jesus and uh, he wanted proof. And um, do you think it is wrong that we want or we need proof in order to believe something? Um, because Jesus also said, um, like, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Mm -hmm. um, what is your take on it? Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> Miss Elena, what's your take on that? I don't think that it's per se wrong um, because I think it's really natural mm -hmm. for people to want proof for mm. something that just someone tells them or that just is written in a book. And then, like, why would you just believe in that if you don't have proof? I think we just have to know that we can never have full proof or 100% proof because we don't see god or we don't mm. know that there is god and that's the thing where we just have to believe without really like knowing it so i think it's okay to like want proof and i think also god also he shows himself to us in like very special and like specific ways and he also sees that desire but we can never have full proof at some point we just have to believe and rely on something that we don't see and don't have proof of mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, I also think like that we have nothing that we have, even like scientists, like nothing is like 100% proven because science is changing. They are always finding out new stuff. Mm. And the same with about God, we, we have, <coughs> sorry, we know that God is, we know that God is real for us, mm -hmm. but we also have no like evidence or no proof for this. It's just like from the things that we see, from the things we experience, we see God is true. But like this doesn't mean that everyone has like the same uh sorry. Take on it. 
Oh, it's that season. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, I think it's, we all have, if we believe in God, we somehow have a proof in mm. our life or like a reason to believe. Yeah. And this is like, yeah, evidence or proof. So no one is believing without a proof, but... Some sort of proof, right? Yeah, yeah. like, so at least a feeling. And this is also... A type of proof, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. But it's never 100% that we mm-hmm. see God, like... Walking as a person, we yeah. know, like, you can show to everyone, like, there is God, look at him, we are right, he's there, you know, but we know, oh, sorry. My my two fu- frustrations uh, about this proof, because I, I agree that everyone has to get some sort of proof. <laughs> Pray for Jan that he would be healed in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but my, my, two, um, my two views... From the other side about like why I think this could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is um, sheer laziness. Well, I've had multiple friends in my in my life say, you know, um, I'm not sure if I really want to believe until I have uh, this type of proof. And then they have this list, right? And it's okay to have a list. Um, but, but then I'll come back to them or they have questions. Um, and I had this one friend that I worked with. Oh, this guy was so cool. Um, but he had these questions and and we would talk about them, and I'd give him some uh, ways to answer or research these questions that he had. And then I come back to him, and I say, "So how's it going with your with your faith journey and stuff like that?" Oh, you know, I still have these questions and blah blah. blah. The same exact questions. He hasn't done his research. It was just pure laziness, mm-hmm. or just not wanting to, you know, uh, be exposed to the truth. In my opinion. Because then you have to make a decision when you actually know the truth. Sooner or later, you have to make a choice. Right, you're never going to get the full amount of proof. So that was my frustrating with him and some other people I I used to minister to. And then the other thing that I see and with the education system and just the way that culture is going is is critical thinking. Critical thinking is amazing, but critical thinking can also uh, make us dumb, <laughs> for a lack of words, because we we want to evaluate and be very analytical about everything. Um, and we do that with everything. Like you say something to me and I'm going to look it up first before I agree with you. Right. That's just the way we are because we have information overload everywhere and it's good to a point, but sometimes it's just like too much. And, and therefore we overanalyze this. We, you know, this, this, uh, is, is God even real mm-hmm. and is the supernatural. Oh, it can be somehow explained through science. So it actually really wasn't a miracle. Yeah, yeah. You know, and actually God created all the elements. So he used the elements to portray his power mm. in actuality. So anyways, those are those are my two things when it comes to, you know, is it wrong to, um, what does it say, to need proof in order to believe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we would play a song now. Yeah, definitely. And then we'll come back and we'll hear some personal stories. Let's do um, it. Yeah. So we'll do your Hold Fast by Flatfoot56. Mm. Any reason why you chose that today of all days? I don't know. I just listened to it on the way here. <laughs> it's an awesome song. It makes great mood. Just, it's just, not, I like the song. So <laughs> I chose do it. it. Let's do it. Hold Fast.
fast by Flatfoot fifty six. Very cool. What's uh? If somebody's just joining us, what's going on here, Jan? Uh, we have a new series, and we are talking about transforming faith. Mm. And today, we are talking about Thomas, who was doubting, mm. and because of this. We are talking about turning doubt into faith or yeah. learning from doubting. Mm. And mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Use it for your benefits. Yeah, nice. Are you feeling okay now? I you had a little cough attack earlier. Yeah, I feel very okay now. I have nice Faris water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Vanessa. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Coming back to the questions, um, one really in interesting question I want to ask you is um, what kinds of things cause you to doubt, like c doubt Jesus or even doubt uh, like things he done, he has done in your life? Mm. Um, do you have some stories or just what is the, I don't know, procedure? <laughs> no, not procedure, but <laughs> like... Yeah, when I was younger, like even younger than now, and uh, I was very, very, very interested into history. Mm. And then you read about the Crusades and the Thirty Years' War and all this stuff. Like the Thirty Year War. Yeah, it was between the Swedish people and the Austrian people. Like it was, a it was a, uh, because of the prost Protestant and the Catholic. Influence, yes, like yes, okay, mainly in Germany and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, like, and then you see this, and everything is like connected to re religion, mm -hmm. but like to Christianity. Yeah, and then you are like, why are people who believe in God, why are you doing this? Yeah, you know, like I was younger, I didn't understand that this was all about politics in the end, but like this made me like feel very um, un unsure mm -hmm. or like very. Uh, I wasn't doubting God, but I had a lot of questions. And this somehow like took so much place. I was like, why are they doing this? How How is God like? What does God think of these people <laughs> and stuff? Because they had like, basically the same Bible as we have today. so mm. And the same words. So and why are they doing this like so? And we are doing it like this. Yeah. So that caused a lot of... Yeah, like, not doubt that I was doubting God, but like that I doubted like in the way of... Living cry like living religion and mm. the way of how other people see religion. Maybe if I, if it's smart to say that I'm a Christian because people could think that I'm violent <laughs> or whatever, you know, that I want to invade them. Yeah. So like I don't know, but I was younger and now I'm. I know it's like about politics and stuff, and not. Yeah. That's not the, the teaching. Cool. Any others? I What? think. Oh, sorry. Good. I think what's very present today and like one of my things is that like um, what kind of can give me doubts is like all the influence around us, hmm. um, social media and like you can you can watch so many YouTube videos about everything, about like the big life questions you can watch short videos about it on Instagram, TikTok, and everything. <laughs> and I just, um, I think that's what sometimes 
gives me doubts like that I hear so many different I think it's good to know like definitely but it's a lot and it's all the time and I know it's not like I know a lot of people who also like I talk to them and they are also the same opinion like that social media and everything is very yeah mm. I don't know yeah yeah I heard a um There's in this teaching that I did a while back. <clears throat> there's a a, refor a Reformation man and a Renaissance man. A Reformation man is one that only uses the Bible for everyday knowledge and growth and whatnot. Like only reads the Bible, period. Right. And then the Renaissance man is the one that uh, is is only influenced and learns by you know the trends and the the arts and everything around them going on and they grow with that and they adapt to that. You know, what's the new artistic view of life through creativity and whatnot. Right. Um, and then, and then it was just about like how important it is to, to, um, you know, kind of have both Bible in one hand and newspaper in the other almost type thing. Because if you listen to the way, uh, the people of the Bible, What were they influenced when they were writing? Jesus, for example, the parables that he shared, you know, if he only used what the prophets wrote, you know, would they understand the meaning of what the prophets wrote back then for their time that he was trying to teach them something? He would give parables of current situations and, you know, the type of work that people were doing or the, the type of needs that people needed right then and there. And he would use Bible but he would bring application through the everyday things. So he like combined them too when he was doing his teachings. So I think, yeah, that would help. Uh, I think what would bring doubt is maybe being too much in one or the other, actually. Because even if you are all Bible, which is so important, we need to be in the Bible every day. But if you're only in the Bible and you're seeing all of this chaos and are just you know, not knowing about all the chaos, but it's just being thrown at you and you're not knowing why, you could think, oh no, this is the end times. Oh no, Jesus is coming. Oh, he should have been here yesterday and blah, blah, blah. You know, just total fanatic. Whereas you can kind of like be balanced and say, you know, maybe Jesus is coming now. Maybe he's not. You know, right now I just need to focus on reaching people, mm -hmm. loving them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... Yeah, anyone else with doubts? What causes you or brings doubt into your life? I think for me it was always like that, that I I never dared to ask questions or, yeah, I never dared to doubt anything or question anything. And then at some point it just like all broke out of me and I started to ask really many questions. Mm. And I feel like since then I can't really stop to question everything because now I just question every little detail and i think sometimes i'm like that person that you described earlier that's like really critical um analytic and mm. i just doubt like everything i just question everything and it sometimes it's annoying me so much because i just can't stop mm. so i think i don't know really what causes that i feel like it's kind of from my like out of myself like from my own personality because also i had chemistry and biology in school so i really learn to think scientifically yeah so yeah i think that really influenced me and really yeah sometimes i just can't stop just questioning everything 
where some things don't really need to be questioned or where I will never be able to get the answer to. So yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting through through history. Most of the scientists that brought like major breakthrough were Christians. Yeah. And and one one passage comes to mind for all of us to like maybe be like a, a foundation. It's Proverbs three five through six or something like that. It says, "Lean not, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways trust in the Lord God, and He will make your paths straight." Mm. So like no matter what kind of understanding and wisdom we receive, like lean on him, you know, lean, yeah. lean on God's wisdom with the wisdom that you've received and it takes it to the next level. It's kind of cool. Like, and I, I think a lot of these scientists are people that were pioneers and like the whole, the whole school system that we now use today in, in hospitals and orphanages and, and all these wonderful humanitarian work that we have that is just like part of our everyday life was created by people in the church, God-fearing people that wanted to find a way to reach everybody's everyday needs. Mm. So they took their wisdom and the need and they relied on God's wisdom on how to use it. Yeah. And it took it to the next level. And it's it has eternal value because we're still using it, you know, centuries later. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Song? Let's do it. We will play Here As In Heaven, the acoustic version. Very important. Of course. <laughs> Here we Spirit of the Lord 
Here, as in heaven, acoustic version by Elevation Worship. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right, Miss Vanessa, what's going on? Yeah, we are hearing some more testimonies or stories, uh, personal stories, um, about your like faith. Um, and the question is, how did you come to faith? I think we talked about it a lot, actually. But I want to know... What was the process for you? And like, did you think more deeply about the like, claims of the Bible or um, like your most important questions? Did they had to get answered before you could actually say, yeah, okay, I, I'm deciding for Jesus? Um, how was it for you? Or was it the other way around? Um, does somebody want to say something? Maybe Daniel. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So I, with me, I think uh, there was never a time that I didn't, I wasn't sure if God existed or not. I was like always sure about it. Um, but I think that for me, what what marks what happened was when I was around 15 and then I was going to church because I, I always went to church with my because of my parents but then when i was around 15 i was going to church and and then outside of the church i was living another life like mainly in the school and with my friends um but like i was always sure that god existed but i was never committed to it so when they i was like in a service or like watching a preach 
and then and then like I felt that I should decide like just one uh like either God or the world and I should like just have one because it was really painful to have to try to have both because I wasn't like on church I wasn't uh enjoying because I was like I knew that I was really wrong and when I was with my friends doing stuff I was also not enjoying because I knew what I was wrong so I knew that I should decide one and then I was like yeah I'll pick God because <laughs> like I, I knew that it was just the best and and it wasn't I wasn't having that much fun that I thought I would like without God so I think that for me it was really simple it was basically like uh, trying the two things and I was like yeah I'm really sure what I want and what I don't want that I made a decision and then that was it. So it was really simple for me. Hmm. So you didn't have any questions or anything like that? No, because I really like, I really don't have a, a day that I just, oh, I, I believe in, mm, in true, yeah. Jesus or in God. It was like always, for me, it always existed. Yeah. And, but like this day was a day that, I was sure that I wanted to, like, to live 100%. So do you think you can owe, owe that to, if you know what I mean, from your, your parents in the atmosphere, spiritual yeah. atmosphere that they created around you guys, you kids? Yeah, for sure, because I think that I, I always tell my parents that, like, this was the most important thing, like, the most important heirloom or inheritance that they gave it, mm. because... <laughs> That's cool. Like... That's the thing, like, nothing can take, and no one can take this from me, and, like, they gave it. And my mom sometimes, like, I don't remember this, but they tell, like, my parents, they tell the story that me and my brother, we, like, when we were in the markets, and, like, we wanted something more expensive, like an hotel or something like that, that my parents couldn't afford, they were like, yeah, we can't afford this, but, like, pray about it, and then... And the other time we were in the market and like they could buy for us. So we were like, even when we were really little, we were having these experiences. So mm -hmm. I think that's why I was always sure about God, mm -hmm. but not always, uh, what's the word, like given to him, like uh, surrendered to mm, him. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, thanks. That's it. <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> Who else wants to share? I would like to share a bit, like how I... Wait, I have to get closer to the microphone. So, um, in my life, I have a Christian family and a Christian environment. I thought you said, in my life, I have a question family. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Yeah, we're asking a lot now. <laughs> like, uh, and so I grew up with God and all the stuff. So I was in church since I'm like, since I can think. So like... Mm. Every Sunday, and my parents never forced me, but like if you're a kid, they just won't let you at home alone. And after some time, I just went there because I had some friends there and it was fun, but I was not really believing. And when I was 
13, 14, 12, around this 13. time. 13, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's 13, okay. She's 13. I was 13 at the time, when I was 13. No, uh, at this time I had to decide between confirmation, like from the state church. Oh, yeah. Where like all of my friends were, and where I knew you get a lot of money when you finish, you know, mm -hmm. like. But it's like mostly like a cultural thing to do this. And I knew like, I said my friends are there. So basically it would be like a lot of fun, but I would just be there like to. Collect money. Yeah, like not not because of this, but also, but like to have, <laughs> yeah, but also like to have fun and just to meet friends and like you know, uh, fool the pastor or something. Like just to have like fun time. And then I was like, okay, no, I go to the Bible study of my church because it's like a free church. We don't have confirmation, but it was like two years. Like every every Thursday, one hour, like Bible study and stuff. You know, like praying and time with God and uh, basically just people I knew from church so like people that are also like completely serious about this topic mm. so there was like it was fun but like a different kind of fun it was like interesting and I, I learned a lot and during this time I uh, had a different approach to God maybe because this was like in the week and not only on Sundays and there are a lot of interesting things you actually think about afterwards and like for many days or like things that just go to your heart because you study them. And yeah. so afterwards I got baptized because I was like, I want to live with God. And I started like to believing in God. Of course, I still had doubts. I still have things that I didn't understand. But... Uh, what, what You said you started believing. What made that journey of starting? Like, like what were some key... Like the key things were, were just that I, uh, um, I had a different, like I had a different view on God. And like it was a different like a different way to go to God if you go do it like voluntary like in your like free time. Of course, Sunday is also my free time, but it was mostly like a um, I, I made mandatory for myself because my parents were, go, were going to church, and so I mm -hmm. also went. And it was just a normal thing for me. So, and this was like something new, but where we just basically answered to specifically specifically the questions that we had as young people. And we like studied on them, and it was a good time, and I learned a lot. And doing this, I got also like into um, youth meetings and stuff. So a lot of things I never experienced before, I just got to them. Mm. So it was I just learned it, like to um, go to God, and I started believing. Of course, I had like doubts. Then I got baptized. The doubts has still there because you always have doubts sometimes, and you also have questions that are not answered. But uh, yeah. In England, when we had our swap conference, one of the preachers said that you can't wait until you are ready because you will never be ready. Mm. So you have to start somewhere. And at yeah. this time, I felt like this. I was like, okay, if I wait until everything is like, until I know everything, I could like, it could take 10 years, it could 20 years, it could like, I could die. We're not promised tomorrow, so you know. It, yeah, like, like, so I could die before I find out. So just yeah. go in. And then I went like to Bibles, like Bible um, camps and stuff. And yeah. Learned also a lot, and I always was like, okay, I want to continue. I want to co because there we read Bible every day, we prayed every day. There was always I want to continue this afterwards. It was like for one week, but then I, it always get like less and less yeah. and less. <laughs> but then one time I went to England with my school, and I was like so far away from home. But actually, there it worked. Like for the three weeks mm -hmm. I was in England, just like to read Bible every day, to pray every day, and because like it was like basically one known thing I had there. Mm -hmm. This gave me like 
such a like it was just so peaceful for me and and after this I, there were some circumstances that just made me doping and stuff again but like it's always I learned it's like doping then it's a phase where you are not doping yeah. but like you never lo- if you never lose guard like completely yeah. you will go back on, back on it and yeah. doping is normal and it helps you growing because afterwards you can just tell people about it yeah and help yeah so awesome Cool. We'll play a song and then we'll answer this last question right here, which I think is really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll help the audience mm-hmm. get some application. Yes. So we will play It's a Wonderful Life. That sounds like it's a song to a musical. It's a wonderful life. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna hear it and you're gonna have a different opinion on it. <laughs> I mean this is It's a Wonderful Life by John Lucas.
Closing up this this time that we have with the last few minutes. <laughs> um, what's the last question, Vanessa? How do you turn doubt into faith? That's a big, oof, big question. Oof. Really big. Yeah. Lena, we can start with you. Yes. So one thing that I think is helpful is to really understand what faith means. Because... Well, we already talked about earlier, faith doesn't mean knowing. It doesn't mean that you know something for sure. But it's kind of just a decision because I studied a lot about what faith means in the Bible. Mm. And it's really just a stepping out in most situations. Like you have to believe it before you see it. So if you never step out and never take that decision, then your doubt will always rule over you because then you won't be able to see anything else than your doubts mm. so i think that's helpful to understand that faith is taking a decision and doing something despite you don't see like where you're going mm. but then just trusting that it will lead you somewhere that's cool i like that i heard something about like um, faith is is hope is having a hope And things that you don't see, but trusting the one that will show it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah? What else we got here? Some more tools for those listening. Yes, I think the doubt is most of the time something personal. Like, uh, and you, sh you have to understand where doubts are coming from. Mm. If it's like, you're disappointed maybe. I mean, many people are disappointed in God, or they don't know why God allows this and this to happen mm -hmm. but it's like a personal experience mm -hmm. and just because someone made it like a bad experience doesn't mean that like the thing is bad or mm -hmm. like that God is bad or else God is not there just because some things are happening and it leads to the other point that sometimes people are doubting because they don't understand something but I also don't understand math like I tried so much in school to understand but I I can't Hmm. So, but still, I know it's there and it's, uh, it's working out somehow. Mm -hmm. Just not by me. Yeah. You know? So, but if I would learn, 
I would also see it. And I think God is the same. Some people just don't understand, but it doesn't mean that God is not there. They just don't. Mm. They just have to like research or to seek God, and then they will understand. Yeah. Mm. I like that. So then the doubts also will change. Yeah. So okay. pray and read Bible. Yeah, I think that uh, there's a Bible verse that I remembered. Those who trust in their own hearts are fools, but those who walk in godly wisdom are kept safe. It's a proverb, and I think it's really important uh, to think about this, because if we trust on ourselves, we will be uh, fooled. We'll, like, we'll go to the wrong direction, because our heart is usually tricking us, or because like You can see some like the same thing as something good or something bad, depending on your mood and depending on how much you slept, how what did you eat and stuff like this. So like those simple things and our surroundings like they change how we mm -hmm. we look to to the things. Yeah. So we shouldn't trust on, on ourselves. We should stick to something that is more uh stare stead. Steadfast. Steadfast, yes, mm -hmm. like God or His Word. So, so if you can say like, we shouldn't root our faith in our feelings and circumstances, but we should root our faith in God's Word. God's Word, or what God? Because like mm -hmm. God's Word is not like all oh, the Bible, like, but think as what God, the Creator, said, like mm. that is in the Bible. But like, because some, sometimes you can have a bit of a prejudice with the Bible, mm -hmm. but like. If we think as God, like what God really said, you know. Amen. I like that. So you say, root your faith in God's word, both written and spoken. And you say, Jan, that we should find the root of our doubt so that we know what to do with it. <laughs> and Lena, you say that we should understand faith before we can even, like, go on this journey of faith. I mean, we can go on this journey of faith, but during that journey, it's about understanding what faith really is. Yeah. Amen. I was just um, also, uh, and, and I read this a little bit before the radio show, um, just just about like, <clears throat> because relationships with friends and their doubts that they have and what they've done with it and not done with it. And I was, I was uh, reading about uh, how when Paul would preach in all these different areas he came to this area where there was the Bereans these people were called the Bereans and they were uh, people of, of wisdom known as people of wisdom and everything that uh, Paul preached they didn't just accept right then and there they said we're, we're going to come back and, and, and then they would go home and they would research or study what Paul had preached and they found that it was true and solid and full of wisdom and so they came back the next day and said hey, we want to learn more And I think that's so cool. Like you might doubt something, but then do research, <laughs> find out, you know, okay, God, what does this mean? Is this really from you? And, you know, so do something with your doubt. Don't just, don't just let it stand there. Amen. 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 Cool. Amen. Would you like to close this in prayer, Vanessa? And of course. All of those listening, if you have more questions about your doubt and you want somebody to talk to, um, please find us. We would love to like, you know, chat with you on video. And if you're local, get a cup of coffee or tea or whatever, hang out and let's, let's, uh, let's do this 
faith journey together and help each other. Amen. Yeah. And uh, before I pray, I have one passage that I want to give to the people listening. Mm. It's Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. It is being sure of what we do not see. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I want to thank you for um, the radio show now. Thank you for the chance of talking to the people. And I just want to um, pray your blessings over <laughs> over the people hearing and uh, listening to us. And that um, yeah, you will bless their days um, and this week. Um, yeah, and that they will go encouraged um, into the last few days of this week. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. Be blessed and uh, have a good week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.